1: Hey, everybody. This is Vanessa Gregoriotis, co-host of Fallen Angel. I hope you've all been doing well. The other show that you may have heard me on is called Chameleon Hollywood Con Queen. And I'm excited to tell you that we're about to put out our next season of that show. It's called Wild Boys. And it looks at a 2003 international news story where two young boys just showed up one day in a small Canadian town. They claimed... That they had been raised in this totally weird way that they'd never even seen a TV or gone to school or registered for IDs because they'd been raised in the British Columbia wilderness. They were like these totally pure, feral boys. But there was one big problem. Not a word that these boys said was true. So now, 20 years later, Sam Mullins, who's an award-winning comedian and a journalist— is uncovering this bizarre true story. It's about the strangers, these young boys, who turned his hometown upside down. Wild Boys is a psychological drama that you can't miss, with never-before-heard interviews and audio from the boys and their real family. Now, here's Sam Mullins. He's going to take us back to 2003.
2: The boys couldn't have known it, but they showed up in the right place at the right time. Because, in a sense, this only could have happened in Vernon, because it's like we didn't even have the infrastructure in place for an interesting thing to happen. You need to know about my hometown. Vernon is located in the Okanagan, a region in the interior of British Columbia, sort of halfway between Vancouver and Calgary. Historically, it's been a middle-class place, but the whole region has sort of been transformed into an outdoor playground for the wealthy. The Okanagan is known for its wineries, golf courses, mountain ski resorts, its lakes, and the mythological beast, the Ogopogo, who lives in one of said lakes, allegedly. The crown jewel of Vernon, and in my opinion, the whole Okanagan, is Kalamalka Lake. So, Cal Lake is home to Cal Beach, and it's the beach in a town filled with beaches. And right across the street from the beach is the hallowed Cal General Store. Think sort of a Folksier version of a 7-Eleven. If I could distill the vibe of Cal Store down into a single transaction, it would be a teenager in a bathing suit, buying a slushie and then paying with a wet $5 bill. And then when the cashier's back is turned, they steal a lighter, that kind of place. And in the summer of 2003, Strange things were afoot at Cal's store. Vernon is a white town. It's a conservative town. It's a hockey town. There's lots of churches. There's lots of retired folks. There's a winter carnival parade every year, and the city has never once held a gay pride parade. More so than other places, there's this underlying assumption that everyone more or less feels the same way that you do, culturally, politically. It just feels really homogenous, which is why when these two boys showed up in town, people would double take. They're kind of odd. These two wild children appear in our community. They're always together. You never, they're never apart. They're always together. Extremely thin. Very skinny. Looked like an alien. You know,
0: you could see his, his collarbone.
2: I mean, I didn't even know how he walked. Had rags on their back. And they don't have a home. They had no place to live.
0: And then I remember thinking, that was really odd.
2: But it wasn't just what they were wearing or what they were doing, necessarily. It was more like an energy or an aura thing. You could look at these two in any context and be like, Wait, what? They were a wrinkle in the fabric, a glitch in the matrix. No one knew what to make of them. Like when the boys would come by Cal's store every day. A woman who worked there at the time told me that the boys would use the payphone sometimes. But she wasn't sure if they were using it or just playing with it.
1: You know, like
2: That was my impression. This is Lynn, who managed the produce stand at the store in 2003. And while the rest of Vernon's teens were buying or stealing five-cent candies or slushies, these boys were only ever interested in buying one thing at the store. Fruit. Only ever fruit. And another thing was their relationship wasn't obvious at a glance. The older boy seemed like he held some kind of power over the younger one, which raised all of these other questions. Like, did he kidnap the younger one? Was he forcing him not to eat? Is that why the younger one is so skinny? Are they lovers? Criminals on the run?
0: Yeah, I had no idea what was going on with those two.
2: <laughs> In general, the boys were keeping an extremely low profile for months. The summer was receding, and the nights were getting colder, and this story might have ended here. The boys would have just disappeared or moved on to some other town, if not for Tammy McDougal Ryder.
0: Hello. Oh, jeez, sorry, Elliot. Hello. Sorry, I just stepped on my dog. (laughs)
2: I genuinely can't imagine how this would have unfolded if Tammy didn't get involved. And getting involved is kind of Tammy's whole thing.
0: I'm just the type of person that isn't going to sit back and owe someone else to take care of it. Right. And, you know, I just, I am that person that will take care of it.
2: In 2003, Tammy was in her early 30s, and she just moved to Vernon with her husband and three children.
0: I was a full-time mom. I was just raising three kids, just running up and down Silver Star Mountain for hockey. in early mornings and late evenings, and my husband, uh, I think at the time, was probably working out of town a lot.
2: One day, Tammy was walking through downtown Vernon with her kids when she saw the boys for the first time.
0: I had my kids in the car, and I remember driving by the library, and um, I just remember it was kind of slow motion. I remember seeing them going, you just couldn't help but naturally stare, like, holy smokes, what's up with these guys because they looked so different and a little um the one just looked so he was just so emaciated and it was so scary it was so scary and and just what they were wearing it just seemed sort of i don't want to say cult like but it just seemed weird it just wasn't normal
2: but unlike everyone else in town tammy isn't a person to just mentally note it or forget about it where other people sit back tammy activates
1: I kind of made it a mission to see if I can find them to help them. Want to hear more? Be sure to listen and subscribe to Chameleon Wild Boys. You can do that on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It's Sophia Franklin, and if you don't already know, listen up. My mini-series is live now, each and every Monday, and the only person missing is you. We're dating, we're dumping, we're learning, and we're tapping into all the feels that originally brought us together. Listen and follow Sophia with an F on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.